Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My heart was beating so fast and loud I could hardly hear the clicks as I turned the safe dial. Just one more number and I would be in. Click. I looked at my teammates and smiled. Easy. As I opened the safe door, the glare from the jewel inside almost blinded me. It was the biggest diamond I had ever seen in my life. Come on, don't take all day. The cops will be here soon. I picked up the jewel and stuffed it into my coat pocket. But before I go on, make sure you like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. Or you might end up living a double life just like me. I said goodbye to my teammates and jumped into my car. As I drove off, I could hear the police sirens and saw the flashing lights of their cars as they pulled up outside the jewelry store. Phew, got out of there just in time. I drove to a gas station and went and changed my clothes in the restroom. No one would think I was a criminal now that I was wearing my business suit. I put the jewel inside my briefcase and drove home. Hi mom, hi dad, I'm home. How was your internship? Did you have a good day? Yes, it was good. Was it exciting? Flashbacks of the robbery sprang into my mind, the adrenaline pumping through my veins and the flash of the police car's lights. Meh. You see, I was leading a double life. On one side, I was a normal high school student, but on the other, I was the head of a criminal team. How did I become the head of a criminal team? Well, actually, you should be asking how I became a normal high school kid. You see, I started off in crime. As a child, I was homeless. I started hanging out with the wrong crowd and I found myself leading huge missions. But then one day, a woman found me and told me she was going to help me. She made me go with her and she organized a foster home for me. My parents fostered me when I was 16 years old. It was actually a really kind thing for them to do, and they are good people. I like them, they're nice. That's why they can never know about my double life. I'm just gonna get changed out of my suit, mom. Okay, don't be long, dinner is almost ready. Okay. I went up to my room, but as soon as I stepped inside my room, I saw there was a note on my desk. I picked it up and looked at it. It was a note threatening me. We know you have the jewel. You'd better be careful. We're on to you. For a minute, I thought I recognized the handwriting, but I couldn't think where from. I tossed the note in the bin. Ha, huh. if you think that's gonna scare me, you're wrong. No one would dare mess with me. But the next morning when I woke up, things were really strange. 
My parents were nowhere to be seen and the house was a complete mess. Another note had been left on the kitchen table. As I looked at it, I had the same feeling that I knew the handwriting from somewhere, but that wasn't important. I was more concerned about what had happened to my parents. The note told me if I wanted to see my parents again, I should go to an abandoned warehouse on the industrial estate at 11 o'clock and bring the jewel with me. I had no choice but to go. I had only been there a couple of minutes when two people wearing masks and disguises turned up. They began to speak, but their voices sounded distorted, almost like Batman. They were obviously being modified by some kind of microphone inside their masks. Hand over the jewel now. I hesitated for a second. The jewel I had was worth millions, but I couldn't risk them hurting my parents. I handed the jewel over to them. As soon as they had it in their hands, the two of them ran off. I was left standing there all alone, wondering what to do next. Then I heard my mom's voice. Chris! Chris! I turned to see my parents emerging from another building to the side. I ran over to them and hugged them. Are you okay? Did they hurt you? We're fine. We're not hurt. Come on, let's get home. When we got home, I went up to my room. I had a really strange feeling that something wasn't quite right. For one, the two people that had kidnapped my parents didn't warn me not to tell anyone what had happened. That was kidnapping 101. I knew that. And secondly, why weren't my parents demanding an explanation to the crazy events that had taken place? They've just been kidnapped for God's sake. Don't they want me to explain everything to them? Surely now they know that I'm involved in some dodgy business. I decided that I ought to do some investigating for myself. The next day, when my parents had left for work, I began to search through their room. It didn't take me long to find what I was looking for. In a box hidden inside a cupboard, I found the masks that the robbers had been wearing. Then it hit me, like a ton of bricks. That's why I had recognized the handwriting, of course, it was my mom's. I was beginning to feel really suspicious about my parents. It's obvious, they must have found out that I had the jewel and they wanted it for themselves. I waited impatiently for my parents to come home from work. The minute they walked through the door, I pounced on them. Did you fake your own kidnapping and take the jewel for yourselves? Come on, tell me, there's no point trying to deny it. They were shocked at first, but finally gave in. Yes, Chris, we did. Your mom was cleaning your room and accidentally knocked over your briefcase. The jewel fell out on the floor. Yes, we were suspicious that you had got involved with some criminal activity. So we decided to fake our own kidnapping to see if we were correct. Well, now you know, don't you? Yes, we do. Here, you can have the jewel back. We never intended to keep it. We just wanted to know the truth, and we want you to lead a normal life. My parents pleaded with me to give up leading a life of crime. I could see that what I was doing was upsetting them, so I agreed to let go of my criminal involvement. I started leading a normal life, and to be honest, I was happy. It was nice to feel peaceful all the time, not worried about being caught for doing something illegal. The next time my team contacted me, I told them that I was done with the life of crime. I'm sorry guys, you're gonna have to do the jobs without me. I'm done with that kind of life. Now I just want to get on and lead a normal life. You're not serious. Oh, I am. I'm deadly serious. Don't contact me again. I thought that was the end of it, but sadly, I was wrong. It wasn't long after that conversation that I found the note. We have your parents. If you want to ever see them again, you must be part of our criminal team. This time, the handwriting was entirely different from my mom's. My heart sank. I couldn't let anything bad happen to my parents. They had done everything for me. But I also didn't want to get back into a life of crime. Somehow, I had to find a way to save them. I arranged to meet the team at our usual meeting spot. As soon as I saw them approaching, I shouted out to them. Okay, you win. I'll be part of your team again. Good decision. 
Now, you've got what you wanted. Where are my parents? One of the team went and brought my parents out of a back room. I've agreed to their demands. I'm going to join their team again. No, darling, don't do this. You've worked so hard to change your life. It's what I have to do. No, Chris, no! Leave him, Jean. He's made up his mind. Let the boy go. I turned my back on my parents and walked away from them. I didn't want to see the sadness in their eyes any longer. I began to work with the team again. We did our usual minor thefts from local shops and stores. But then the others began to get more greedy. They wanted to do a really big job, something that would make us a lot of money. Why are we wasting our time doing petty crime? We're capable of doing something really big, so let's do it. What do you have in mind? The bank in town. We're going to break into it and steal all the money. We need you to make the plans for us. You're the expert in understanding the layout of the bank buildings and cracking the safe code. Okay, I'll do it, but I'll need some time to find out all the information we need. If we're going to do this, we have to do it properly. I spent the next few weeks working on every little detail of the break-in. I spent hours poring over the blueprints of the bank and memorizing the layout. Eventually, I was ready. Okay, we're good to go. We will break in tomorrow evening. The team were excited to do the job. We're going to be rich after this. Yes, Jim, you'll finally be able to buy that car you've been wanting. The following night, the team and I drove to the bank. We parked the car on the side of the road and crept up the window to the bank. With one final quick check to make sure no one was looking, my team smashed a brick through the window. I followed them as one by one they jumped through the window. Once inside, the first thing I did was to deactivate the alarm system. The safe is in the room at the back of the bank. Come on, follow me. I led the team to the back room. Inside, it held a huge safe. There must be millions of dollars inside this thing. It's enormous. Well, we're about to find out. I knelt down in front of the safe and began to turn the dial. But I had only turned it a couple of times when suddenly the door burst open and we were surrounded by police. Put your hands up. Don't do anything stupid. You're under arrest. The police started handcuffing all the rest of my team, but they left me alone. Good job, Chris. You kept your cool and handled yourself really well. Thanks. My teammates looked at me in shock. Did you tell the police what we were intending to do? Were you in cahoots with them all along? I didn't answer their question. I wasn't going to admit anything to them. You're in big trouble, Chris. When we get out of prison, we're going to come looking for you. No one betrays us and gets away with it. You better watch your back. I promise you, we will find you and destroy you. The police led them out of the building and drove them away. Do you need anything more from me? No, that's great, Chris. You can go home now. When I got home, I told my parents what I had done. We're so proud of you, Chris. You made the right choice. Even though I knew my parents were right, I couldn't stop thinking about what my teammates had said when they were arrested. I knew that they had meant every word. They were sentenced to five years in prison, and I spent the first couple of years trying to come up with a plan to hide from them. But I couldn't think of anything that would stop them finding me. There's nothing else for it. We're going to have to change our identities. It's not just me they will hurt. If they can't find me, they will take it out on you two. I can't let anything happen to either of you. You're right, Chris. We can't risk them finding any of us. So, we did what we had to do. The three of us all had extreme plastic surgery to totally change how we looked. But even that wasn't enough to keep us safe. I knew that the team would come to our house at their first opportunity. If they saw the three of us living there, they would put two and two together and realize we had altered our appearances. We had no other choice but to move to another country. We will have to take on totally new identities and forget everything about our former lives. But what about our friends and the rest of our family? I know it's hard, but we will have to make new friends. And I'm sorry, we can never see anyone from our past lives ever again. So now we're living our new life. 
It's been difficult having to start over, but slowly we're making new friends and enjoying not worrying every five minutes in case the team is about to attack us. We have new names and new jobs. In fact, all the names in this video are fake to protect our privacy. Hi, I'm Declan, and I just got out of college. On the morning of my very first job interview, I was super nervous. My knees were trembling. Somehow, I got through the whole process, and here I am, ready to go into the real world with a paying job. Only... One thing hasn't changed. I'm still super nervous and anxious as heck. But what I keep telling myself is that my family depends on me. I'm the first one in my family to even make it past high school. And I feel like it's my duty to help them get out of living in poverty. I owe them at least that. After all, my parents worked their whole lives to pay for my studies. And my brothers and sisters had always been there to support me. On my first day of work... I put on my nicest shirt, shined my shoes until I could see my reflection on it, and brushed my teeth three times just for good measure. I was so nervous as I sat during the orientation that I began to feel... Uh, weird. I was giddy and antsy and clumsy. So when my new boss came over to shake my hand, I stood up too fast. She was bending over to greet me, not expecting me to stand. My head met her face, and she stumbled backwards. I panicked. Who headbutts their boss on their first day of work? So I grabbed her by the back and pulled her towards me, making sure she didn't stumble further and fall on the floor. Instead, I had pulled too hard. In one moment, my boss was falling. The very next, her lips were on mine. Everyone around us gasped. My boss didn't even pull away. She just looked at me and batted her eyelashes. My, my. Nice to meet you too, Declan. Oh, I was so flustered. I, I just stumbled over my words. I, uh, Miss, uh, I, I, I'm so sorry, uh, Miss Garrick. I didn't, I didn't me mean to, uh, please don't fire me. Why would I fire you? For a kiss? I enjoyed it. And call me Catherine. Miss Garrick makes me sound old. I don't look old, do I? No, 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 Miss Catherine. I must say, I've never greeted someone with a full-on kiss on the lips before. Way to make an impression. But see, I'm a lady. I don't kiss before the first date. And now, you owe me. Owe you? Uh... Miss? I, I mean, uh, uh, Catherine? A date, of course. 5 p.m. A car will be waiting for you outside. And so, yeah, that was my first day of work. I kind of became an instant hero. Everybody was talking about the newbie who accidentally kissed the boss and got a date. <laughs> I was so jittery, though. I'd never been on a date before. Oh, and I was going on one with my boss! Oh, as promised, there was a car waiting for me as soon as I clocked out for the day. And it wasn't just some car, it was a limo! The limo took me downtown, and when it stopped, the driver opened the door for me and called me Sir. It was a really weird sensation. The hostess at the restaurant greeted me with a smile. 
We've been expecting you. Declan, right? I nodded. Then, a waitress took my jacket and led me through the dining room. Up to the very back where only VIPs got to sit. Another waiter pulled my chair up for me and put a napkin on my lap. I was living like a king! I was used to people shooing me away because we were so poor. But now... Now, people were serving me! I promised myself I would work really hard to afford that life. Sitting across from me was Catherine, all dressed up and looking like those beautiful ladies in magazines. Do you have a girlfriend, Declan? Uh... No, miss... Uh, I mean... Catherine? I figured as much. I've never had one. Never? Uh, yes, ma'am. That's a disgrace! You need to get a girlfriend! But... Hmm... As much as I would like to keep you for myself, I actually invited you over here for my daughter. Your... Your... Daughter? Yes, here she is now. And in walked Emily. She looked exactly like a younger version of her mom. And you could easily mistake them for sisters. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Over the next few weeks, Emily and I went on a few dates. Not really my idea. Catherine really, really wanted me to date her daughter. She even hinted that I should propose. And I didn't understand why. It's not that Emily wasn't pretty or nice. I just felt uncomfortable dating my boss's daughter. But Catherine made me a deal. She said if I made Emily my girlfriend, she would promote me to being her assistant. So, thinking about being able to help my family more, I said yes. People at work were starting to hate me because of all the favors I was getting. One guy in particular was Emily's ex, Darren. He dumped her a year ago, but now that she's seeing someone else, he wants her back. Not only that, Darren had been eyeing my position for years. And when I got the girl and the promotion, Darren took out his frustrations on me. Darren would pull these little pranks. He would hide my lunch or put glue on my chair. I ignored all that. But then... 
things began to escalate. He started stealing things from me. He stole some pens, my mouse pad, a bracelet that I bought to surprise Emily with, and even took my favorite coffee mug. Some days, I would find my car vandalized. I was still very understanding. I didn't let it get to me. But then, one day, I saw something I couldn't ignore. I saw Darren stealing everyone's sales. See, our job is based on commission. The more deals we close, the more we earn. Every customer who comes in gets referred to an agent. But Darren made it look like he made all the sales that day. He did it again the next day. And so I confronted him about it. What are you going to do about it, huh? Tell your girlfriend's mom? Go run to mommy, Declan! <sighs> Some people laughed, but I reminded them that Darren had been stealing from them, too. Tell corporate for all I care. You'll never prove it was me. And he was right. We had no proof. We did try to complain to corporate. Catherine even backed us up. But they didn't believe us. So... I devised a plan with my co-workers. Darren stole thousands of dollars of commission from us. It was only right that he lost something worth that. So, during lunch, we snuck out into the car park. Sally went to buy nails at the nearby hardware store. Roger ran to the garden center to get sand. And Mimi took all the sugar we had from the office cafeteria. Sally stuck in the nails in the wheels of Darren's car. Roger and Mimi poured sand and sugar in its tank and I wrote THIEF about a hundred times all over his car with a sharpie. I was actually feeling pretty good about it. I felt satisfied. Until the very next morning when I got called into Catherine's office. And there was the VP of the company, and he was scolding my boss. Catherine, I told you to keep an eye out for my son! And now look at what's happened. I demand you fire this boy immediately! Uh, huh? No wonder they never believed a word we said. Because Darren's the son of the VP. I was fired that day. And no amount of explanation helped. Not even Catherine was able to do anything about it. She took me outside and apologized. I told her it wasn't her fault. She told me the real reason why she wanted me to date Emily so bad. It was because she hated the VP and how corrupt he was. She didn't want Darren to get back together with Emily because if they got married, Darren's father could easily blackmail her by using her daughter. Of course, now that you know the truth, you don't have to keep seeing my daughter. You kept your word, but I wasn't able to protect you. Catherine, why would I ever leave Emily? What? Uh, what? I love her. At first, I was hesitant. At first, I was just doing it for the job. But your daughter? She's amazing. She makes me laugh. She's beautiful. She's smart. Who wouldn't want to be with her? Why would I leave her? In fact, I should be worried about her leaving me, now that I'm unemployed. We heard someone laugh and we turned around. 
We didn't see Darren had been listening to us the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, who's laughing now, you homewrecking pleb? Go back to the trailer park where you belong. Nobody wrecked your home, Darren. Emily doesn't want to be with you anymore because all you do is play Fortnite in your pajamas at your mother's basement. Everyone laughed at that. <laughs> Whatever, welfare kid. Shut up and go home. You're trespassing on private property. You don't work here anymore. I said goodbye to my friends and accepted defeat. I figured I was better off somewhere else anyway. But my friends surprised me. They railed around me. They said if they fired me, they would all walk, leaving the entire place with just Darren and his two friends. Even Catherine threatened to leave. Darren's dad called her bluff. And we called his. The next day, nobody turned up for work. And Darren and his friends were swamped. Hundreds of complaints were called into corporate. And it got so bad that the CEO herself flew down to see why we were on strike. And that... That was when we finally got justice. The CEO learned what happened. We told her that Darren had been stealing our commissions and that his dad covered it up and tried to fire us. As a result, Darren and his dad were fired immediately. The CEO also reinstated me. And not only that, she promoted me to manager. Catherine's old job. Because Catherine was now the VP replacing Darren's dad. That all happened in front of Darren. He looked so furious that a simple poor guy like me ended up getting everything he always wanted. But you know what? I felt he deserved a bit more suffering. So, to rub it in his face, I got down on my knees and took Emily's hand in mine. I took out a ring that I had been hiding for the past two weeks. Emily, I know it hasn't been very long, but in this short span of time, you've shown me how beautiful, kind, and loving you are. And I don't ever want to live in a world where I don't have you by my side. Emily, with your mom's blessing, will you marry me? Catherine was so excited. She jumped up and down and rushed to hug me. I welcomed her hug, thinking she'd move her head to the side. She didn't. And once again, Catherine and I were kissing accidentally. Behind her, Emily put her hands on her hips and looked very much annoyed. Mom! That's my man! <laughs> Catherine wiped her lips and smiled with guilt. I guess that means she says yes. And as the guards escorted Darren and his father off the building, Catherine, Emily, and I shared a toast with our friends and co-workers. Let me tell you a secret. I have remained on my own for the past 10 years or so. I may have had a girlfriend here and there, but I mostly remained alone in my apartment for all this time. No friend, no contact. Yet I had no idea that this would put the conditions for a life that I never imagined possible. For 10 years, I've worked hard, not taking a holiday, remaining alone with my computer, trying to hustle and make it. I eventually became close to a millionaire and I bought my own apartment. It's a beautiful one and one of the best in the city. By a matter of fact, I turned out to be a very successful and rich guy, but I lacked major social skills. Also, I was extremely introverted, so much so that when I was out, I'd be invisible or I wished to be invisible. Does that feel relatable? On a rainy night, I felt so exhausted that it seemed like I hadn't slept for a week. 
but still I couldn't find sleep. I perked up as I heard a scratchy noise at the door. I stood up and ran towards it, wondering if I was getting robbed. I was stunned to see a letter laying there on the ground. Someone had slipped me a message. I took it and opened it with defiance. I read in small letters, Thank you for saving my life yesterday. Let me know what I can do to thank you. My name is Elsa, by the way. You didn't ask. Your neighbor. I didn't remember last night. I had a blackout around 11 p.m. and thought I had fallen asleep. My neighbor? I have only one neighbor on my floor. I live in a premium condominium with very few and I heard very influential people. I had never met her. I opened the door and went to my neighbor's. Knock, knock. The door opened to a small blonde woman of about 28 years old. She looked at me like I was a hero. I received a strange letter under my door. Did you get one like this by any chance? Now, I know you were courageous, but I had no idea you also had a great sense of humor. Please come in. Let me get you some tea. You look terrible. Thanks, I guess, but I still don't know where this comes from. She drug me inside and started to prepare a cup. I told her I couldn't remember anything of the events, and she had a hard time believing me. Apparently, I was out in the middle of the night when she got bothered by a bunch of strange-looking fellows. I appeared out of nowhere, like the Black Knight, and kicked everyone's ass. She almost didn't have time to see who saved her, but she somehow recognized me. She told me I didn't tell her a word and disappeared into the darkness. I asked her how she recognized me, and she admitted that she had been stalking me in the past by pure curiosity of who was living next to her. She had spotted my tattoo on the back of my neck. I couldn't believe it, so it was me. I was so shocked that I had to leave her apartment, otherwise I'd go through a panic attack. I left the building and went to the closest club to unwind. As I sat there at the bar drinking some ice-cold water to try and refresh my mind, I couldn't help but to address the woman next to me. I hadn't done this in years. Hey ma'am, how are you doing tonight? Get out of my face, you loser. Actually, I wanted to let you know you have lipstick on your teeth. You may want to give it a look. She looked at me in shame and ran to the bathroom. I had a smirk on my face and was about to reach for my water when a girl on the left just sat and ordered the same water as me. So we're drink buddies tonight. Ready for a wild night? I held my water up in the sky and toasted my new friend. Right. I need to recover from last night and it's the only place that lets me cure my insomnia. By the way, what did you tell this girl that ran away from you as if you were a ghost? Oh, I told her she wasn't up to my standard and now look at her. She's staring at us from afar with her friends. I can see that. What do you have going on that's so attractive? I was about to answer when my neighbor popped in the conversation from behind me. He's a hero. He saved my life. I was in shock to hear that, but my surprise only grew when she started depicting the mysterious events out loud in the club. The girl at the bar was now in absolute admiration over me, and my neighbor just looked jealous about us being together at the bar. Elsa sat between the two of us and turned to my water buddy. So, what else do you have going on in your life, besides your looks? Elsa, your face is too kind for such mean words. You're right. She's so perfect. She should fly in the sunshine like an angel and eventually burn her wings. Alrighty then, I'm going to head out before this degenerates into a cat fight. Ladies, please enjoy your night without me. I headed out to the door under the upset look of the two girls when a girl screamed at me. Hey, you! I didn't have lipstick on my teeth, so you owe me an apology. For this... I'll take your name and your number. Call me Big Papa. That's how I left. I felt strange, like a new version of myself had appeared overnight since Elsa told me about the event I can't recall. I'm having a secret life, one that's hidden even from myself. I came back home and without having a time to reflect on what happened, I fell asleep from utter exhaustion. I woke up the day after at 5pm. I really needed that break. 
As a lot of us do, the first thing I do in my morning is to check my phone. There were messages from an unknown number. Big Papa, it was great that you came back for us at the bar yesterday. We're excited to meet you today for the coffee you promised. Attached to the message was a picture of myself surrounded with beautiful girls in a club I never recall stepping foot into. So I did it again. I stood up and knocked on Elsa's door. Elsa, open up. I need to talk right now. Elsa slowly opened the door. Hey, you scared me. What's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? What happened yesterday? Nothing. I went to sleep soon after you left the bar. Then I saw you from afar on my way back. But you didn't notice me and walked straight past at a fast rate. It seems like I went back to the club, but I was sleepwalking again. I showed her my phone with the messages and picture. She was stunned and looked amazed at me. The city's hero is out again. What if I'm also a villain? You don't look like one. She dragged me in her apartment, looked at me, and declared... I wanted to thank you. I know you have money and you don't need much, but what can I do for you? Oh, uh, thanks. Nothing really. Maybe just help me understand what's wrong with me. Okay. Actually, I already thought about it. I'm calling my security team. They will install cameras all over your place. Also, take this. It's a tracker to keep around your wrist. It'll track your every movement and also your brainwaves. It's an advanced tech. This way, I'll be able to check in on you and see how far you're going. How do you feel? Tired. Okay, sleep on my couch. Meanwhile, my teams will install the security devices. When I woke up, I actually felt rested. Could it be that my neighbor's presence was calming me down and impeaching me to live through my sleep? I got back to my apartment, but I couldn't see cameras. Elsa told me they installed the latest tech. Surely this means micro cameras have been distributed everywhere. So my really pretty neighbor was now stalking me with several cameras. What other madness could happen? I had no idea. I was exhausted and I closed my eyes to fall asleep. A moment later, I opened them. I was on a plane. My neighbor was sitting next to me in first class. I looked at her in panic. What's going on here? Oh, so you're awake. Good morning. Turns out you didn't sleep at all. Few minutes after your bedtime, you suddenly got up and got dressed and headed out to the airport. I followed you with a cab and hopped in the same plane as you. And we are now on the way to Italy. Italy? But why? Only time will tell. Long story short, it turns out that my subconscious told me to go to Italy because my family was living there. With the help of Elsa, I was able to find my true origins. Not only that, I actually arrived in time to save my parents from being robbed by the Southern Italian Mafia. I probably saved their life this very day. Now I am living with Elsa and my family in the very southern part of Italy. Turns out my grandfather also was in the Italian mob. Therefore, I was automatically admitted inside of it. And they do want to make me the leader of it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.